With the second pick, the Denver Broncos select Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, Von Miller. Von Miller. Von Miller. Howdy, guys. I'm Von Miller, and welcome to the Von Cast here on the Bleacher Report app. This is a, a very special show today. Um, I'm super excited about this one. I got one of my my favorite teammates and one of my favorite people in life on the show today. Um, it is an honor and a privilege to have him on my show. We got Demar Hamlin, <laughs> my dog, Bill Safety, um, my teammate, um, 2023 recipient of the George Hallis Award and the NFLPA's Allen Page Community Award. Man, I appreciate you for coming. My appreciate boy. you having me, bro. Yes, I know you. I know Go you do wait. a lot of interviews, like. What's it been like doing interviews and going on like the media tour and doing all this stuff? I've been cool. I feel like a part of it, you know, like when you on the chase to get into the league and you chasing greatness to, you know, do everything you want to accomplish in the league, you know, that's kind of like a part of it, you know? Yeah. So like I always see myself getting to this point some way, no matter what, you know? Yeah. So we here now and it's just more work to be done. Man, I tell people all the time, like, Playing football is really the hard part. Like all this other stuff that come with it, um, media, whether it's signing autographs or appearances, like that is that is the easy part. That that's is real. that's, that's real. really like the icing on the cake. Like you should always be like energetic for that. Like it's just the opportunity to like put your name out, man. And you've taken you've taken your opportunity. You've made the most of it, man. I know like uh, before like um, last season, like mid season, I had came up to you just like randomly. I was like. Demar, bro, like, bro, you playing well? Like, I thought you was a first. Yeah. I thought you yeah. was a first round pick. I told you and Dane that just I like, that. just like randomly, bro, and the, and to see you and, and your journey and for you to blow up, man. Like, it's it's always good when the good guys win. When did you when did you fall in love with football? I fell in love with football young, as young as I remember. I started playing at five. I think I fell in love through my dad. You know, just pushing me to play, wanting me to play. Yeah. So you know, once I got out there, it was it was a little natural. My first year was like a little rough. I remember one time the coach told me stay home and I was at safety and they scored a 60 yard touchdown on us the other way. And I just stood there like, <laughs> this is watched, what you told me to do. And watched the whole play. Yeah. Like y'all told me stay home. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I've been, I've been in love with the game young. So I'm, I'm, I'm 20 years in now. So man, that was, I remember my earliest memories of, of playing football. Um, I had to be like three or. I had to be three, and maybe even younger. But you know how when you're young, you can barely remember these these memories that you have. But this one, I remember vividly. I don't know how old I was, but I just remember my dad screaming. Like I have never heard him. I'm only I'm young. I'm probably like three three, you know, two and a half right in there. I hear my dad screaming, and I run back there into his room, right, and he's screaming, he's hollering. I'm thinking like something's wrong, and I look at the TV and I see. The Cowboys, like the star on the team. I'm from Dallas. So mm -hmm. he was watching the Cowboys game. And I'm guessing the Cowboys had scored and he was yelling. And I was watching a little bit after that. And that was the moment for me. I was like, I don't want to make my dad scream like this one day. Mm -hmm. And I fell in love with football. And this is really the only thing I've ever wanted to do. And That's lit, bro. That's to really get there, to really like get there and, and play. I never, I never, I knew I was going to make it to the NFL, but to, to play in this capacity and be on teams like this, I never expected. I just had that belief in myself, man. And you grew up in Pittsburgh. Did you want to play for the Steelers? Did you always want to go to to Pittsburgh? Uh, what is it, University of Pittsburgh? Yeah, yep, University of Pittsburgh. Uh, so I, I really, what's crazy is I never really seen myself going to Pitt. Like when I first started getting recruited, when the offer started rolling in, Pitt was like my second, third offer between Pitt, Penn State. I got Temple first. During my sophomore year, state championship, 
after the season, I got Pitt, Penn State, Ohio State. And after I got Ohio State, they just started rolling in. Like schools was coming into high school, just shaking my hand. Like you got to offer, like not even trying to ha have a conversation because they probably, they, they felt like they weren't going to get me. Um, so, you know, like Ohio State, Notre Dame, Penn State, they was kind of leading the way throughout my entire recruiting. Um, and just like a different category, like the programs was just different at the yeah. time, you know, and then Narduzzi came to Pitt, um, you know, and he was just somebody that I, that, you know, he, he was a defensive coach. He was just defensive coordinator at Michigan State. Um, he was coming in, bringing his defense. He just had put some corners in the league from Michigan State, mm -hmm. like two corners in the league from Michigan State. He just came home. And then, um, you know what I actually think pulled me to Pitt a lot was Jordan Whitehead safety from the yep. Jets. Mm -hmm. He was a year ahead of me, um, like in high school, you know, and he was a close friend of mine since we were like... Damn, Pittsburgh be putting him out, huh? Yeah, Pittsburgh be putting him in there. AD, Whitehead. Pittsburgh be putting him in there. So, um, he was like a year ahead of me and we've been close since young, like little leagues. Uh, his uncle used to come get me from middle school and oh, take me out to day crib. We used to play around and then have AAU practice and then he would meet my mom um, back like closer to where I lived. So, we've been close forever, you know, so... Once he pulled the sugar and went to Pitt and then had a successful freshman year, like he went freshman All-American, yeah. like he snapped on defense. So it was just kind of like it gave me the vision, you know what I mean? And it was just like he he kind of led the way there. So I I, I low-key followed in his footsteps. That's dope, man. Yeah, I, I went to Texas A&M. Like, I, you know, I love Texas A&M, but I, I wanted to go to other schools. Like, I went to Florida, checked out Florida, Ole Miss. It just felt like... Texas A&M just felt like home for me. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, a lifetime of making decisions, you know, some good, some bad. Like going to Texas A&M was definitely a good decision for me, man. And going to Pittsburgh was definitely a good decision. I actually, uh, I spent some time down there on, uh, on, on Texas A&M campus. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What'd you think? I used to have a, um, a lady who who ran track down there. Yeah. Do you, do you ever wonder why we don't have a national championship? I don't that see campus? why not. I don't <laughs> see why not. It's crazy up there, man. That thing is huge. It's like, the architecture, the whole campus, it's yeah. like, dang, I don't know what's topping that. And it was great. It was it was incredible when I went there too. This was like 2007. It was incredible when I went there too. But you know, um, did you ever imagine, you know, going to Pittsburgh? You know, you 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 said uh, Whitehead got you there. Did you ever imagine that you would have a day named after you though in Pittsburgh, July 9th, Demar Hamlin Day, in the city of Pittsburgh? What is what is Demar Hamlin Day like? What is Demar Hamlin Day like? Man, we celebrated. Once they told me they was giving me that day, I, I celebrated. You know what I mean? And I won't say that I I can't say I didn't picture it. You know what I mean? I seen like growing up watching Wiz Khalifa get his own day, stuff like that. Like yeah. it just it it put the battery in your back to like let's do whatever it take to get it done so we can you know uh, achieve that type of accomplishment in my city. You know that'll make me feel like I, I left a mark in my city. You know, so to be able to have a day. I'm still waiting on a, a key to my city. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like a, a, a trophy too. You know what I mean? So I'm still waiting on the key, but to have my own day, that was that was like one of those that's hard. we made it moments. I, you know, I love holidays too. I love getting with my fam and, and my friends back home and like kicking it. We got a holiday back in Dallas too. And it's just, it's just amazing to really bring out the city and have like the kids playing and food, barbecuing and loud music. Like, yeah. January, July 9th. That's, that's right after vibe. 4th of July, bro. It's, it's, it's going to be lit, man. That's a perfect vibe. Um, chasing M's. I remember last year I was asking about it. You was wearing like the Chasing M's gear. And I was like, man, can you can you make me like a a, a, a spinoff like Chasing B's, Chasing Billions? And you was like, bro, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I feel so crazy. Like 
I should have just took the chasing M stuff, bro. I, I, I should have just chasing. I should have just took the chasing M nah, stuff because then it like blew up. Then it like blew up, and like I still haven't, I, like I still haven't received any like that's chasing right, you know, M you stuff. You know we ain't come on here empty handed. That's oh, you know that's we came boy, to lace you today. <laughs> Brought you the whole collection. You know what I mean? Good Pittsburgh. That's that's the Pittsburgh hoodie. Brought you some sweats. My dog got he got a lot chasing, of stack sweats. He got the chasing M's. Uh, Chasing him rug right in front of his in front of his locker. He's the only only locker in the locker room with a rug, <laughs> and they say chasing M's, bro. That's so neat. <laughs> Love me before they all do. That's hard. You design all this yourself? Yeah, I do, bro. It's like it's like my piece away from the game for real. So I just whatever time downtime I got, I'm I'm doing this. I brought That's you hard. two of these too. They kind of they fit different, so you'll figure it That's out. That's hard, bro. I appreciate you, man. I know Marnie, she would love. She I got yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I got one for you. There's there's something in there for you. Where I remember it, and it's and it's and it's dope. It's it's dope shit too. Like I remember, we I forgot what game we was at, but um, Tremaine, Tremaine Evans, he had on like this this sweatsuit, right? Mm -hmm. And I went up to him, I was like, bro, like what is that? Like it's it looked like high fashion. I was like, bro, what is that? What is that? Chrome Hearts, like. What is that one boy? He said, no, this 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 Damar. This is uh this is chasing him. Yeah, I was like, bro, I gotta give me some, man. Yeah, Maine, Maine was a big supporter. He he stayed putting it on, yeah. But you know, it's it's I try to really make it like a combination of all of my worlds where it's like I'm in the high fashion, I'm in the like the urban drip, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. also like athletic wear and you know, just tapping into the whole lane of just being an athlete as well. You know, we all we need all type of accessories and things yeah. like that. So you know, I'm trying to branch all of those gaps together in, in the one thing with my brand. You know? And it's it's dope to to wear your stuff too, like to wear something that you design. I got the I got the triple V hats and stuff, and like just to be able to wear your stuff, not nobody else's stuff, not like Chrome Hearts or Gucci. It's like your stuff, and it like hit harder, especially when I'm wearing my stuff and I'm wearing like my teammate stuff. It has it like this special. this level of uh, exclusivity to it mm -hmm. that can't nobody get. They always see it, but they can't get it. And you you was you was one of the first to to really get that going, man. And it's not yeah. only a clothing brand; it's a foundation as well. What uh, tell us more about that? Yeah, so you know, I got the for profit side, which is the clothing and the rugs and things like that. And you know, I got the non profit side as well. You know, just giving back to the community. That's something I. You know, I wanted to do all along, like you say, watching the kids play in the bouncy houses, all mm -hmm. of that. You know, the, I was that kid. That was what my dad was doing for the community back in the day, like through something called Feed the Hood Days. You know what I mean? So he would have the bouncy houses out. He would have the basketball going, three-on-three three tournaments. Somebody's on the grills, hot dogs, hamburgers, everything you can imagine. You know, it's just bringing the whole community together in a way that nobody else was doing it. You know what I mean? And he was from down the hill in the manner my mom was from up the hill. So he would do it in both places. Yeah. So like just to grow up in that atmosphere and see how, you know, it made me feel having those days waiting on them, hearing everybody talking about it, people getting outfits for the days, things like that. The competition of the kids, of the basketball tournaments, whatever it may be, um, you know, it just put that fuel in me to really, you know, just want to make it to do my part and give and give back to the community. So as soon as I got out of college, like, this was before NIL, so, you know, you couldn't make any type of money in college. So once I declared for the draft, first thing I did was, you know, set up my foundation with my agent. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I set up a GoFundMe link. And I think I wanted like $2,500 just to be able to do a, a toy drive. And I think I put it together in like nine, 10 days before before Christmas, before I left to go train. Um, and it was a success, you know. So we just kept it going. 
And, you know, I had I had visions of, you know, doing that every year and eventually building up to do more things, you know, but now with the opportunity and all the love that came in, you know, the, the opportunities yeah. are endless and the impact that we can make in the communities across the world, not even just my own community mm-hmm. is just endless. So I'm excited for my my life forever. after. That's, that's, that's hard, man. Like, I think I know I think I know what it means, like, because I feel like I can relate just by seeing chasing M's on anything like. It really hit home for me. I feel like I can relate to it, but I wanted to like, you know, get it from you. Like, what is, what is chasing M's like mean? What is, what is the meaning behind it? I feel like, I I feel like I know. Yeah. I feel like I know, but just for the audience at home. Yeah. You get it, you know, because you on that journey and you like, you've been on the journey, surpassed the journey over and over again, you know, but for the people that, you know, don't know it's chasing millions and it's, it's really like the motto behind having a dream having a vision, you know, and it's the journey of getting to that vision. So, you know, the process of putting work in, whatever the dream may be, putting the work in, staying down, staying committed, staying focused and achieving it, you know, so you can change the the atmosphere, the environment for everyone around you. Um, it was something I started in high school as just a slogan. I would just hashtag on all my pictures of like just a way of telling myself, I'm going to make it to the NFL, you mm-hmm. know, to make whatever money to be able to move my mom out of her house, whatever it may be. And, you know, my friends latched onto it. It was a group thing. It was all of us. It was our group message name. And it was just our way of just showing our unity and our mission. You know, we was all on the same mission, trying to get recruited, trying to get offers to be able to make it to the league. And so it, it started out as just a hashtag. It was just a hashtag. So I went into college and I got injured. I had three surgeries my freshman year, uh, sports hernia, all sports hernia surgeries. And it was just like, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. I knew I had what it takes to make it to the league, but it was like, I didn't know if that opportunity was going to come yeah. because I was I was injured. I didn't seen it before what people happened. So I'm like, man, I got to do something to stay afloat. I, I got to do something. So first thing I did, I ran to the mall, I went into the little stores where they print t-shirts. I bought a t-shirt. And I put the the Chase and M's logo mm-hmm. on a on a on a shirt, and I wore it back to. It was in the middle of camp. Yeah, I wore it back to camp, and uh, all of my teammates. It was just catching fire. All of my teammates, they were loving it, and so I'm like, all right, I gotta get them in some stuff, you know. So I started getting my teammates in some stuff, and I started selling stuff, and it just started catching fire. And as I just got back on my feet and playing again, I'm just like, you know, this is just uh, another blessing God sent me that I'm gonna just keep going with. Man, that's that's hard, man. I'm a huge believer in manifestation, especially when you write it down. Not like hoping something might happen, not like mm-hmm. wishing something might happen, but truly believing and truly having that vision, like something right, that happened, bro. And like you just described it, bro. Like writing it down and then making hoodies, like it just took off from there, man. Like chasing M's, making it to the NFL. Was that that was always your your dream to make it to the NFL? Yeah, that was always that was always plan numero uno. You know, like that was always my biggest dream. As far as I can remember, you know, only other dream as a kid that I even crossed my mind as a career was like creating like hotel chains. You can still do that. Yeah, Ch- yeah, yeah. Chasing M's Hotel. Yeah, that'd Ch- be tough, you know what Ch- I mean? Chasing M's Hotel. I'm in some sure. nice cities and everybody going to stop through. For sure, man. It could be like the boutique hotel where like you got like 20, 30 rooms and like it's always booked Make up. Make it like an exclusive yeah, club yeah, for, for, for certain members, you know what 100%. I mean? That'll be tough. That'd be tough. We we could put one of those in Buffalo. That'd be dope. Yeah, that'd be that'd be. What perfect. did you so? What did you think when you got drafted to Buffalo? So my whole draft process, you know, being in Pittsburgh and dealing with the cold every year, I'm like, 
All right, God got me. Like, I got to be going somewhere, somewhere more. more. <laughs> I'm like, I done stayed down. I done did everything. I done made my bed every day. Like, God got me. I'm, I'm going somewhere warm, you know? And uh, like I had, well, Ohio State was one of like my biggest recruiters. And that was like when Urban Meyer mm-hmm. was the head coach. And they just won a national championship. And then he had just got the job at Jacksonville. Um, so the defensive coordinator was the safeties coach at the time. So like, he was big on me um, as I was coming out in the draft. Just like, you know, we we wanted you out of high school. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm like, ah, they might be coming to get me. You know what I mean? So, I mean, things work out for a reason. When I first got drafted to Buffalo, I was a little upset at first at the fact that I sat on the board for so long. You yeah. know, I felt like I was going to go a little bit earlier. Everyone yeah. think they're going to go a little bit earlier. But, um, you know, just watching my name sit up on like the, the yeah. last left since like the second round. I'm like, like, I was just like ready to ready to just like show everybody that they, you know, what they missed out on. Yeah. So like, you know, for the first 30 minutes, I was I was super like, you know, ready to just do something. I couldn't wait to get up there. But, you know, once that settled in, I was I was super excited to get up here. And once I got up here, it was just like nothing but love. It's it's the closest thing to Pittsburgh, too, like yeah. as far as city wise. It's, it's, it's number love here, man. I, I love Buffalo. I was the same way. I was like, please. Let me go somewhere where it's, where it's warm. But if you really think about it, no matter who you play for, you're going to have to play in the cold. Like you might play, you might get, you know, three or four games more, you know, in the warm, in the warmth. But yeah, either the, way, half of the season out. is in the cold, no matter who you play. You can play for Miami, but if you look at the divisional teams, you got to go to Buffalo. You got to go to, you got to play to New England. You got to go to New York. Yeah. Like all the games, all the, you're going to have to play in the code in the NFL. Mm-hmm. What was your first impression of the team when you got here? All love. It was super all love. And it was similar atmospheres from what I was coming from, you know, just being a hometown kid and then a captain on the team and a leader, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was kind of like my energy in the locker room, you yeah. know, and getting up here, it was like all love. Everybody was supportive. Everybody was helpful. Um, it was urgency but it was like no competition with each other yeah so it's like everybody's urgent within their own process and like what they trying to accomplish but nobody was hating or downplaying or looking at yeah. somebody else like competition to where like and that happens though that, i ain't yeah, gonna help yeah, you that yeah happen. that happens i done seen it in college and stuff like that you know and everyone that has came into the team from other places always say like it's not like this everywhere else yeah. so cherish this like you this being your first team and like, you know, you got a long way to go in this league. Cherish this right here because this ain't everywhere. Yeah. So that's something I appreciate as well. You know, you don't, you don't get that everywhere. You know, we all, but we all appear together. You know what I this mean? Is all we, this is all we got. Yeah. This is all yeah. we got. That, you know, thank God they got great food here. <laughs> and uh, and it's, for me, like, I got two kids. I, I got two kids. Um, I think probably if I was, if this was 22-year-old Vaughn, and, you know, it would probably be different. But where I am in my life, like, this is perfect for me. Um, I got a great football team. I got two little boys. I love to play golf. I play video games. And, you know, they got all of that here for yeah. me, man. And and on top of that, like, Bills Mafia is is incredible here. I, I Like, I, I love Bills Mafia. They they are incredible, man. What is uh, What was your first experience with Bills Mafia? My first experience was just on Twitter after the draft, you mm-hmm. know, just seeing how they were just flowing in, like, to all of the draft picks and just showing nothing but love. Um, it was like a reaction that I didn't even expect, you know, like being a late round draft pick, you know, it's usually like only attention on the on the first few or the, mm. or the first one, yeah. you know, but it, it was just like everything was just catching fire. They were, they were just, 
I was loving their energy. They was loving mine as well, you know. So once I got up here and then got to experience playing in the stadium and practicing in the stadium, it was just like, yeah, this is this is a different place. This is a different place. It's it's dope, man. It's dope, man. Like I fell in love with with the Buffalo Bills. It, it, for me, it was training camp. Like I started to see, like these fans are like for real. But then after the first game and we played the Tennessee Titans, I think it was it was probably Monday Night yeah, Football. That was the second game. And I was driving to the stadium and like they was they had like a little booth and it was they was like on the sign that said free Von Miller haircuts here. <laughs> like everybody was <laughs> giving, yeah, they was giving they was giving out the triangle. So I was like, oh this is I was like, oh this place is I was like, bro, I was like, this this place is dope, man. Like I always had love for like the Bills. Like mm-hmm. I thought I was gonna go to the Buffalo Bills, like last minute the Denver Broncos took me. So it was kind of like a you know, it's kind of like a, a spot there for me. Like, yeah. man, Buffalo is dope, man. I, I love that environment. I love the team. I love how they, the underdogs, all the, yeah. always. I love that vibe. But getting here and um, really experience it, like my love for the Bills Mafia and the fans that we have has definitely grown. And I'm sure for you, your love for Bills Mafia has definitely grown uh, for real, for real. The fans donated over $6.7 million to your foundation mm-hmm. um, following last season. What did that what did that mean to you? Could you and could you ever ha- have imagined that you would have that type of support? I'm I'm sure you did. If, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you imagined that. I mean, that. That, that that blows any imagination out the water yeah. for real, you know. Like, well, what did, what did that mean to you though? Uh it meant the world to me. Like, you know, Bills Mafia standing up in my, you know, my biggest time of need, you know, like that's those are the moments you remember for life, you know, mm-hmm. when you when you need people the most, them showing up for you, you know, and for them to show up like that, it was just like, you know, they are who I thought they were. You know, I've, I've seen it time and time again over, mm-hmm. you know, them doing it. I remember them um, donating to somebody from my hometown, Tyler Boyd, who's actually on the Bengals um, Foundation, I think back in 2018 when he like scored a winning touchdown that put them into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like that's not even no, that's not even their own, you know, yeah. but them just reaching out, like showing support for him, yeah. you know, he, just he because even they the got squad. their team to yeah. the playoffs. He's not even on the team. They donated like 250000 if I'm, not mistaken, mm-hmm. but like, that's just crazy, you know? And I, one thing I appreciate them, I appreciate Bills Mafia for is they lean into like their unique players and their players with personality mm-hmm. and things like that. You know, they support everyone, but they lean into them. Like to see people giving out free haircuts and them giving out the triangle. Yeah. Like, that's different. You it know is, what I mean? It's dope, man. It's like never- they support whatever their players are into. Like fans show up to games when teams are winning everywhere, you yeah. know, in every city, but I think like what separates Bills Mafia is the fact that they show up for their players off the field and like what their players are interested in off the field. You know what I mean? They seen that I was trying to give back to the community in any way possible. So they like, you know, we they returned the favor for me. So yeah. like it's I was all love. I appreciate that. It's, it's all love and it's Deep real love here. Like you said, fans love their team and they're gonna show up, but the love from Bills Mafia, like it's real, unconditional, genuine love. Not only for Bills Mafia, but anybody that helps out, like you said with Tyler Boyd, they they donated money to his charity. They they donated money to Andy Dalton's charity Andy as well. Dalton. I think they beat the Sandy, they beat the Chargers. They, they beat the Chargers are <laughs> going to the playoffs and like Bills Mafia <laughs> went crazy because they needed Cincinnati to beat yeah. the Chargers to get in. And they just man, they I love Bills Mafia and it's dope to hear you love Bill, Bills Mafia too. Earlier this year, you partnered with um, the American Heart Association and launched the Chasing M's CPR tour. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that. What was your inspiration behind it? Um, you know, well, 
partnering with the AHA. I, I had met them uh, early February, I think, early February. We had a dinner in a hotel in Buffalo where I met the CEO, Nancy Brown, who's like one of my closest friends now. I, I love her. We talk almost every week, even outside of working together, you yeah. know, but just building relationships, man. And she's, she's super special. But she cared about impact in the heart space. And they've been making an impact for years on years on years, you know. So once I got the opportunity to sit down with them and they got to understand me and that, you know, I would show so much love through my situation that I wanted to make an impact as well. So, you know, we we partnered on a lot of things. We brainstormed a lot of ideas. And, you know, once we kindly came up with the CPR tour, we wanted to start in the cities that impacted me the most, you know, and obviously Pittsburgh, my hometown, Buffalo, where I play, and then Cincinnati, um, where everything happened. And um, we, we we hit the ground running. Uh, we started here in Buffalo where we gave out 50 AEDs to uh, all the youth sports leagues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got, I think, up to 1,500 people uh, CPR trained, hands-only CPR trained. And then we went to Pittsburgh and did the same thing. I think it was 1,000 people got CPR trained. And we gave out 50-plus AEDs to all of the youth sports teams, in which my brother is playing and I mean, yeah. things like that. So it was just super special to be home. And we actually did that on the uh, DeMar Hamlin Day, too. Um, so that was, that was like a, a real good moment right there for me. And then going up to Cincinnati, um, before we came, before we went up to Rochester for, for camp and did the same thing, 1500 and gave out 50 AADs. Um, so we, we started off to a strong start, you know what I mean? And I'm super excited for, for 2024. Uh, oh, I can't leave out. We, when we went to London. Um, y'all did, y'all did it over yeah, there too. So oh, that's dope. I was, you know, yeah, just brainstorming with the uh, with Nancy, man. I'm like, I want to take it international, and London came about, you know. Um, and so once we went to London, you know, it presented the opportunity to be able to go over there and make some impact as well. So day before we played, me and my foundation, we set up an event, found the location, got in touch with like all of the American football sports teams over there, and we gave out some ads. And, you know, we got everyone who came CPR trained and it was like super dope. It was, it was, it was, you know, it was, I can't even like recreate that feeling of like being in a whole entire different country and being able to like, feel like you leaving your mark. That was like, I I like that feeling. So I can't wait till next year. Man, it's, it's, it's gotta be dope, man. You know, going through your journey and, you know, all the things that you've overcome to be able to help, you know, children, um, give and to be able to give them access to, you know, save lives has got to be dope. I'm CPR trained. I'm CPR trained train. too. Yeah, I'm CPR trained too. Let's um, go. Whether it's the the AD or like toddlers or adults, like I took a class with my assistant right before my son was born and I'm CPR trained as well. Um, what's up, bro? Is there, is there another tour in the works? Yeah, no doubt. Touring no, is fun, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me know, let me know whenever you going on tour again. Man. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me know, man. <laughs> yeah, man. We so no locations truly set up yet, but we're just brainstorming some ideas right now. But one that really sits on on me heavy is like I want to do something and be able to go in Africa and be able to make an impact mm-hmm. and you know Switzerland. Like you know, I I want to tour and and be able to. Go and, you know, search out and look look for some places that need help the most, you yeah. know, and be able to go over there and just make some impact. And also just to be able to just explore the world. Like you said, touring is fun. I love sightseeing. Yeah. I love seeing and learning new places. So, you know, also while I'll be, you know, making an impact, I'll be able to like, you know, explore the yeah. world. Hang up. Man, see, y'all, y'all see why I love this guy, man. I told y'all, man, like, you know, he's a, he's a special person on and off the football field. And everything you, about him is about other people, being able to help other people, being able to change lives. And, 
You know, it's just incredible. Thanks, bro. You know, to be to be his teammate, and it's incredible to have you on my show, I love man. You, bro. I love you. You know, I love the, <laughs> the the Chasing M's tour, the Chasing M CPR tour had to be fun, yeah. but the off season tour had to be fun as well. You know, going to Michael Rubin's white party. You know, going to courtside games. Talk about that, man. Talk about the the fun side and being able to experience so many different things. Man, the off season was like a a super journey that just taught me so much about life, man. It it really taught me that relationships are everything, you know, and, and relationships are real, you know, and actually showing up for for people, you know, it, it, it matters. It matters in life, you know. So, you know, Michael Rubin was kind of one of the first people that really contacted me. And he might have been one of the first people I actually got on the phone with in the mm-hmm. hospital. You know, he just he just truly cares about sports. He truly cares about people. Um, and, you know, he's been a genuine friend, uh, if nothing else, you know, ever since, you know, my incident. And, you know, uh, I, through him, you know, I've got to I've got to have a lot of fun. I've got to learn a lot of business. Um, I've got to learn a lot about, you know, running a company. I've got to meet a lot of great people. You know, the white party was was like. How was it, man? How long? <laughs> come on, man. Let us know, no, man. When did you make it in? When did you make it in after that? I saw you worked out the next day, too. Yeah, of course. Like, no, no, no. The white party wasn't. The white party was. Uh, it was. It was July first, if I'm not mistaken. It was July first. So, I had to. I threw out the pitch for the. Um, I threw out the pitch for the Yankees. Actually, I did an event. I did a CPR event with the Yankees. That's dope. So my, I had a crazy. I had a crazy day that yeah. day. So I, <laughs> I started my day in New York. And I um, did an event with the Yankees. I went to Yankee Stadium. I met all the Yankees. Uh, everyone, you know, got CPR trained before the game. Yeah. So went back to the hotel, rested up a little bit, and then came back to the stadium for the game, threw out the first pitch, and, you know, stayed for a little bit, watched the game. And it was like right after, I forget the pitcher's name, but he had just pitched a no-hitter the night before. Yeah. So, like, stadium was packed. So it was like hell of an experience and then um and you threw out the first pitch ah uh, yeah yeah did you I give threw, like one of the, the lobs or did you try to like put I tried, it in there? I, so i i did i did two first pitches i did one for the the pirates my home team and that's when i tried to do the lob and they make it so the yankees i'm like all right i gotta throw it you know <laughs> <laughs> so I, I tried to beam it down there i tried to beam it down and my pitch wasn't too bad but um white party i think started at five in the the baseball game was at seven so i was already like i felt conflicted yeah. you know i felt conflicted but I'm like, you know, like Mike's a businessman, you yeah. know, like he he going to understand, like, I got to handle this business before I come have some fun, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he truly did. And he truly helped me out even getting there. You know, the Hamptons is, I think it's a, I'm not a three hour drive from New York, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. So he flew a helicopter in for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I, so they made it what, an hour? It made it like 40 minutes. 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he flew the helicopter in for me. I flew straight to the Hamptons, got picked up by the driver. Switched my fit on a on a heli, uh, hopped in a ride, went straight to the party. Man, it was just like it was like pulling up. It felt like Will Smith and Fresh Prince, like <laughs> pulling up, pulling up to his crib, and just seeing all my favorite people. Like you know, through him, I got to meet Meek, which is like I really look at him like a big brother. You know, like he just always just gives me like some some. He always say the things my dad would say, like mm-hmm. everything my dad would say. You know, he just even like yeah, you handled that right, even by just doing what I had to do before I came here. Like, yeah. yeah, you handled that right, you know? And he just always make sure, like, making sure my head on straight. Like, if I'm ever in a room, he going, he, he checking my energy. That's so, dope. and I, I appreciate that. Like, it's something small, but I, I appreciate that for sure, you know? But, the, the, man, I, I met some I met some good people there. Little Baby, which I actually met Little Baby at um uh, Michael Rubin's dinner and um, Super Bowl. 
So that was like, that was fire. I sat next to him, the owner of TikTok. Yeah. Uh, Travis Scott, which is like, you know, people might not see it, but like he's one of the biggest businessmen in the world. Like he's he's always thinking about just trying to leverage his situation and just trying to like truly grow his business and, and grow everything. And, you know, he he got he he got his hand in almost everything, the music, the clothing, shoes, like like everything, you know. So I'm just I'm just being a sponge anytime I'm around all these people because like outside of like, you know, what they do as far as their talent, even athletes or music or whatever it may be, like everyone is like business minded first, you know, and they let everything follow after. So you met you basically met everybody. <laughs> you basically yeah. you basically met everybody. Real, but man, throughout the are years, there any everybody. people that you were surprising me or like when you met them, like it was like dope, like, like dang, like I, I met this person, like this is cool. Is there anybody like that? I'm sure like after a while it started to get list. regular. I got a full list, man. I got a full list. Uh like Jay Bieber, you know what I mean? Like Justin Bieber, meeting Justin Bieber at the white party was kind of like, you no, know, we I grew up on Bieber. Like I remember seeing Bieber. His first song getting like, you know, seeing him through now, but just to meet him and him just being like a regular dude, like, like same way that how we just kick it up and bust it. Like he, he's one of them. So I was just enjoying that as well. Um, like I say, Meek, that's another person that I like, you know, related to my whole life coming up, um, you know, through his journey, he kind of like spoke for me. Uh, Rod Wave. I just met Rod Wave the other day. That yeah, was like, concert in Pittsburgh, yeah, huh? that was that, man. I, I couldn't wait for that moment. I really couldn't wait for that moment. Um, man, me and you, that was, that, that oh, was, that God, was a crazy yeah, moment, God, bro. Oh, you God, know, just man. getting you on the team, bro. <laughs> getting you on the team and just being able to just, you know, become a brother with you. That was the, I, you know, I can't take that for granted, bro. Yeah. Like that's something that mean a lot. Like playing a game with my brother, like that's yeah. something he still talks about. I let, him, so. I let him run back his fade <laughs> whenever you get ready, man. <laughs> he can't I, wait. I let him run back that Madden game whenever you get wait. ready, he man. like you got out on him. So he, he's trying <laughs> to get <laughs> Yeah, shout out little bro too. I like I like I'm huge on family too. And whenever I see you with your little brother, your mom, your dad, like I'm the I'm the same way, bro. Like I'm got a super close family. Mm-hmm. My brother, my mom, and my dad, we talk every day. My brother just had a son, man. So to see oh, you had that it. had that type of relationship with your with your little brother, man, is super cool, man. Super crazy off season. But somehow you you was able to humble yourself stay down to earth, and then you was able to go full circle and play football again. Like, how was that? How was, you know, how was it, you know, playing football, doing all this stuff, training, getting ready, training, getting ready to to make your return to football and actually making your return and then seeing seeing playing time in the Miami game? Uh, Man, it was tough. It was, it was tough at first, you know, just even making a decision to like, you know, come back into the game and and like, you know, once you make that decision, there ain't no half Man, stepping. No you know back. what I mean? Like, it ain't no half stepping. Like you you come out on that field and you and you thinking about too much or you playing timid, that's how you get hurt. Yeah. You know, so um I had to truly lock back in and 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 go with it full throttle. Um, you know, and I spent a lot of the year trying to just get away from the game and mm. just enjoy life again, you know. So I gave myself the time I needed, really, the time I needed just to just to clear my mind and and actually get ready for, you know, a season. It takes so much mm-hmm. coming into a season each year. So, you know, now that we back into it, you know, I'm I'm fully focused. My mind is focused on the right things. I'm, you know, I'm in my grind. I'm in my, I'm in my like yeah. my consistent window of just doing the right things and just letting them pay off, you know. So, you know, I, I'm staying ready. I'm staying ready. It's a long season. I didn't seen it last year. You know, happen. 
where you know you when your numbers call, you got to be ready. You know, so I'll be I'll be ready again, just like I was last year. Yeah, I'm I'm huge on mindset, and you know, like even if these cameras weren't here, I like I still be trying to you know check. Hey, how you how you feeling, you bro? It's, you it's, just, it's just football you now. Do, like, bro. I tell what, everybody that. this this what you do, man. And like you know, for you, every time I would like check with you, you already I could just see it in your eyes like you was already ten steps past that, man. And yeah, I, I tell everybody that, bro. You know, like when they ask me about different things. I tell them like, you somebody that's super big on just checking in on me and just, just checking my energy. And I always just making sure my mental's in the right space. And just like, even if it's just like, like, like you say, like, it's just football. Yeah. Like that'd be going a long way. And even like the other day when we talked about like, you know, no matter how you're feeling, like you already won. Yeah. Like that just put everything back into perspective for me that like, what can you trip about? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like when you already good. won, when you already run, you ain't you ain't worrying about the yeah. mistakes or whatever whatever the case may be. You know, yeah. you already it's like won. you already beat the game. You're already and good. like you just going back for like the skins and like the extra achievements yeah. like after the game. Yeah. Bro, that's that's what you're doing right now, man. <laughs> there was Bills Mafia. We talked about Bills Mafia several times during this uh, podcast. How was the how was the reception when you came back, bro? Like I know you always felt the love, but this had to be. Special. It had to be a special moment to get back on the football field and Bills Mafia to receive you the way they did. How did that feel? Man, super special moment. It, it, it's been a it's been a super special ride um, since I came back to the game last year um, when we played the Bengals in the playoffs. You know, all the way till up till today. You know, it's been the same feeling, same reaction. You mm-hmm. know, from Bills Mafia, it's all all love, all support. You know, everyone just kind of just you know they they support they support my courage, they support my strength. Um, they support me, you know, being able to just get knocked, just get back up when you get knocked down, man. Yeah. That's and that's what life's about. Like that's 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 life's journey. It's gonna happen to everybody. It's yeah. it's like the inevitable, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But that's how you, you gotta react. Keep, yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. keep rolling with the punches no matter what. So how you, you know, respond? I'm just, I'm just in my journey. I'm just in my journey, and I appreciate them for just all the support and the love because like that just that just gives you the fuel to keep going. Man, not only builds my fear, but our team like. We just got a special team, man. They rally around like everybody, whether it was Micah getting injured, mm-hmm. whether it's Jordan Porter, like driving all the way to KC just so he can play in the game. We always get behind our guys, man. Mm-hmm. And, and our teammates, they really got behind you still to this day. They still get behind you as well, too. Let's yeah. shed a little light on our teammates. How does how does it feel to get the love from the team? Man, I swear being up here in Buffalo is like my piece away from the world. You know, just being with the team. Like once I first got back with the team at OTAs, I got like a a release a relief off my shoulders and just like a like a home feeling that like I don't get no other place other than going home yeah. to my mama's house. You know what I mean? But it's just like everybody has just done a like a amazing job, just like comforting me and protecting me from the outside world. You know, and and just being respectful of my space at the same time. That you know, like it's 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 nothing but brothers on a team. You know, it's it's a truly unique and special place, man. Like everybody. Don't hesitate, you know, to come talk to me, come ask me questions, mm-hmm. come, you know, check on my energy, um, regardless of anything, man. I'm appreciative of that, you know, like I'm not the only one that's going through something on the team, you know, like everybody has their own issues going on. So, you know, I always try to put that in perspective as well. And, and that also allows me to like let go of my own problems and yeah. things as well, because like we all in it together. We all got our own stuff going on. But, you know, when we hear it, we focused on this. So, like, you know, just keeping that in perspective and then still even realizing that everybody got whatever they got going on, but you know, everybody's still making sure that they check up on me. You know, it, it, it just kind of like, it, it makes me even want to be a better person. You know what I mean? And just being able to have so many like 
vets to learn from and then just to like ask questions. Like, I don't feel like there's nothing in the world that I can't know, learn, like get some knowledge from by asking somebody under our roof. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And yeah. that's like, like, I don't think everybody can say that. Like, I think there's somebody that I can ask a question to on the team about anything in the world and they're going to have the answers and they're going to like be willing to share the information as well. So like, that's, that's a special feeling. And I'm just, I'm glad to be a part of that. I'm glad to be like a piece of that. And I, I would definitely agree that from the top down, from swear. from our from our owner Terry Terry Pagula and you know our GM, the Brandon Bean, he's he's a special person. Like, he really is. He he goes out of his way, man. And you know, from Josh Allen to our practice squad guys, like everybody is so involved in this team, mm -hmm. and they're always trying to find a way to um to help us win. Like everybody knows their roles, and they do their role, and they do more. So your role, and, and they um. That, that has the makings to to be a very special team. We're already a very special team. Mm -hmm. We just got to go out there and get the accolades to show it. But now it's time to play a game. You want to play a game? Let's get it. I got So this game that we have here is Team Superlatives, right? You remember like in the, in the, in the yearbook at the end of the year? The oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. Most, yeah. most likely. What did I get in high school? I think I got like. Most likely to be successful. <laughs> Definitely for sure. <laughs> Definitely for sure, bro. Like, we'll, we'll play a game right here, man. And just along those lines, bro, we got, like, some – I'll write it. I, I'll say what we're what we doing, and, I, and then you just write which teammate you think this would be. I bet. So, number one would be King of Trash Talk. And whenever you're ready, we'll show them. All right, let's get it. Ready? I would say, I, I would say Ty Crane, too, but – and I, I I wrote Diggs, but now I'm thinking about it too. I would write Diggs and Josh because they like, bro, they, they like that game when we played the Rams last year, like to see to Steph see Diggs, to Steph see to see Diggs go back and forth with with uh, Jalen and then yeah, to see Steph Josh go at Jalen too. Like, you know, I'll put those two in there. They yeah. both the kings of trash. Talk. Right. But, but Crane, but Crane Shaq is up there too. You're right though, because I, I love when Josh is in that mode though. Like when he just in that mode and he Talking his stuff out there while he doing his while he doing his one too. Like that's when I know he's really in that mode. So yeah. but Shaq, that's somebody who off the field, on the field. Always. <laughs> always. Always every day. Crane, crane going, he gonna talk his stuff to everybody <laughs> walking past in the building. <laughs> All right, only two I got most likely to fall asleep in a meeting. Oh, hold on. Let me think. You know, our meetings be serious. Yeah. JB ain't playing. They do. Around. Uh, let me see. You gonna like this? Who <laughs> <laughs> you wrote? <laughs> Man, my, myself. I, I don't know what I it is. I was going right. Me too. I swear. <laughs> I swear. I, I don't know what it is from my earliest memories of like playing football and going to the meeting room and like having film session after. Like from day one, I always used to fall asleep in there, and it hasn't changed. Like year thirteen, like it's even it's even worse now. Like I, it it only takes me like. 15 seconds like I'll be watching I'll be locked in and then all of a sudden I'm, just get I'm dreaming like I'm dreaming it. I, it's like there is no getting drowsy or nothing it's like I'm watching and now I'm dreaming it's like instant yeah bro I'm Mr. King of stand up in the meeting because like I don't even got time to be just sitting down just being tired and my coach just even noticing me like <laughs> drifting off. So man, I'll, I, I don't I don't care, bro. I'll get up and stand. I'll walk man, around I'll try, the back man. of the room. I'll just switch my seat, I'll, get up, start stretching anything just to stay up. Like, I try and I sit in the front too. So Coach Washington, you right <laughs> And I sit in the hey, front bro. too. Then in, the, and then in our defensive meeting room, like I'm saying, I'm right when I start getting woozy, 
Like I'll look down and Shaq would be looking up at me. He'd be like, hey, you tired, bro? <laughs> you tired? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I am. I am tired, bro. I am tired. <laughs> we just got, we'll do a few more, man. Come on. This one is most likely to break the internet with their pregame fit. I think we all know who this one is. Really? Yeah. Hey, my boy. I, I, I was going to say me too, but. Diggs, he kill it. He kill it every time. I was gonna bro. say you and Diggs. You know that commercial. That that's one of my that's favorite a, commercials. That shit was bro. funny, bro. Like that's just super funny <laughs> shooting that commercial, bro. It was hilarious, bro. Like just even from when we like sat down, like and it was just like it was just like an idea. Like we were on like the Zoom call talking to like the progressive people, like going over stuff yeah. and like you know Diggs. He take like it's serious, right? And I'm and I I've done a, I've done a couple of commercials. He's done a couple of commercials, so I knew like. It was supposed to be about comedy, right? And the first like draw up that we had, right? Um, it was like a cowboy hat and like some overalls, and it was like all of these colors and stuff. And I was like, "Yeah, it's cool. It don't matter to me." He was like, "Nah, nah." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Nah." He was like, "Nah, like, man." He was like, "Nah." And they was like, "It's it's it's supposed to be for laughs." He was like, "Yeah, but you know, I, I'm not going. You know, I'm not up there to be a clown, like." He's like, I really take this serious. Like, I'll be in fashion week. And I was like, okay, yeah, we listen. It don't matter to me. Yeah, what I we love that. Y'all make sure that. y'all yeah, get yeah, something yeah. that that he's then that gold, the gold outfit. That's something that like he wore from the chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all both wore it. I put you because you know, you remember you got the outfit from Beyonce. That thing was everywhere. Yeah, that was, for, that was very that was, that was Beyonce. I appreciate you. Yeah, that's tough. Shout out to that's Beyonce tough, and the man. Beehive for that, man. That's tough. Oh my God. Uh two more. Most likely to forget their cleats. Let's see. Uh, who am I go? Who am I go? Ready? <laughs> and you switch them out so many times, though. I would say, I would say, it, bro. Like it, like <laughs> he that got. Would be some, that would be something. Ed would just be like, man, <laughs> man, my cleats, bro. <laughs> he has so many other things on his mind, like and. His priorities, he wants to be the best football player he could possibly be. And he has he has his mindset set on that. He will get that. So I can definitely see him like forgetting his cleats because yeah. his mind is just somewhere else. And on top of that, he's a, he's a character. Like he's one of the he's one of the, the personalities that we have on our team that makes our locker room like so unique. It really does. Yeah. I say myself because I'm always forgetting something. I'm always losing something. I probably lost something in here already. Like <laughs> that's just me, but like I lose I lose my cell phone daily. Sure. I lose my cell phone daily. Um, and the last one, most likely to be on a re- reality TV show. I would say Dawson, man. Like he just has that. He just has the, like that that Jack Harlow like personality. He kind of looks like Jack Harlow too. He, he just, just <laughs> he just has like this TV show, this actor personality about him, man. And I can definitely see him like on a reality TV show, like thugging it out. Dawkins, yeah. oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I say D Doc though because D Doc just got like a big personality. Oh, he man. know how to he know how to work the room. He know how to you know just control the entire atmosphere. So like you know D Doc, he got the personality to do it. Everybody would love Mr. Snow. He 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 would love that though, for <laughs> sure, man. Doc, I could definitely see him on a TV show for sure. Let's go to our our, our win versus the books, man. We have been. You know, we had been thugging out a couple of games and, you know, to get a, a big win versus the Bucks, it was huge for us. Um, five and three midway through the season. Um, you're in the locker room. You you hear all type of speeches that we get from Coach McDermott. But the one after the game, it kind of had everybody on the internet like up in arms. Like, what did that mean? He said, 
Quote, he said, that's what I'm used to seeing. Probably the first time other than maybe in episodes of the Raiders game and again in the Miami game where it looked like every play wasn't an adventure. What do you think he meant by that? Every play wasn't an adventure. You know, I just think he means that, like, we're such a special team. And, you know, when we're playing to the ability that we can play, I think that's the adventure that he's talking about, mm-hmm. you know. So every play can really be a big play. Every play can kind of be like that, that play for yeah. that's going to be shown on Sports Center all week. You know what I mean? When we're when we're hitting on all cylinders, when we're playing, you know, complimentary football, yeah. that's when we plan our best, you know. So I think that's what he means. You know, we play, we play, we play dominant versus the Raiders, and we play very well versus the Dolphins. You know, mm-hmm. so. You know, I, I think I think that's exactly what he means. What you think? When I when I reflect on it and I just look at some of the plays, like I can see like some like especially some of these drives that we've had, like um in the New England game, like we had to go like score to you know win the game mm-hmm. and then we we put together a drive with Josh, and then we win the game and then we it looks like we're gonna win the game and then we let the Patriots like do a little flat pass yeah. down the field and it comes down to the end of the game. And I think that he's saying that it doesn't have to be like that. You don't. It doesn't have to be an adventure. We could just go out there and do what we do and not make it so interesting. Even though it's it's I mean, it gets my it gets my heart rate it gets my heart rate bumping for sure. Like but <sighs> it is stressful, man. It is but stressful. it, it I, I can I like now reflecting on it, like I see like especially some of the, the games that we've had, it it doesn't have to be like that. We could just go out there and play our style of football and be over and done with it and not not make it competitive. Josh yeah. Allen in that game, yeah. he had 31 completions, 342 yards, three touchdowns. Um, Don Kincaid went crazy. He had his first uh, his first touchdown in the NFL. How do you see him progressing? Uh, I see him progressing very well. You know, from the day that he got here, I seen like what his what his role was, and I I, I played GM a little bit, and I'm like, okay, I see what we was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I see what we was doing. He you know, he's super shifty. He could get open in space, you know, kind of like that, that Travis Kelsey S type yeah. of type of style play. You know what I mean? So just to see him keep progressing and and get to see like the dog that he is, you yeah. know, that's I think that's one thing that I that I, I noticed from him just watching. Is he a dog? Yeah, like, he, he is. a dog. He he catch that ball, he turn around, he's trying to run somebody over. He's not going he out of bounds. He's first show, shoulder down. Yeah, he ain't trying to let the first person tackle him. And he's got for sure hands. Like, I don't think really I see him drop Receiver a ball. Receiver hands, yeah. Yeah, I don't, he, I don't see him drop a ball. You know, so I'm super excited to have him as a teammate. I love competing against him in practice. And, you know, I'm just super, super excited to keep seeing his progression. Man, I, I'm excited, but I'm not really surprised. And I'm not really, like, satisfied either, though, because mm-hmm. I've seen the kid in practice, like, close up. Like, I know, like, what he can do. I've seen him jump, like, at least 40 inches in the air and go catch a ball. Like I've seen him like get the ball and, and turn up the field. I've seen him catch the ball like mid stride and cut up the field. And next thing you know, he's 30 yards down field. Like, work. I've, I've, I've seen it. And so like, I'm excited for him, but I'm not surprised nor satisfied because I know like, I know like what he can be. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't want to put a limit on him, but I know yeah, like right. he, he deserves to be in the upper echelon of, uh, of tight ends for sure. No doubt. Speaking of GM DeMar, you know, I like to be, GM Vaughn. GM Vaughn. At, at the at the deadline, we GMV. we went crazy. We added a couple of pieces. Um, we added Leonard Fournette um, to the offense. Um, we added Rasul Douglas. Um, Lenny, uh, I feel like Lenny's been on my team before. Like, 
Cause I, I, like, I just, I've been around him and I've seen him out and I've talked to him on Instagram, talked to him in person. That's like cool dude, he's yeah. coming to, he's coming to Von Miller day and he's been around so many different times. Like, I feel like I know, yeah, I feel like he's yeah. been on my team before, yeah. but this is his first time officially being on my team. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think about the addition of, of, of playoff Lenny? Uh, I love it. You know, what's crazy is me and him actually had a conversation about it. Um, in the spring, um, we were both at uh, Steph's like charity basketball game, mm -hmm. and we were on the same team. And you know, he just kind of mentioned it to me, or I might have mentioned it to him. However, it happened, you know. Yeah. But we had that conversation, and you know, we got to spend a little bit of time around each other there. And um, you know, he's somebody that I've watched a long time. I remember seeing him, you know, like the number one running back in the Under Armour mm -hmm. game, or yeah. whatever it may be. So, he's still you know, that though. He's still yeah, that. super still that. Yeah. You know, super still that. You know, but um. Just being able to see his progression, you know, through every level. And, you know, what's crazy is, like, I think I DM'd him years ago. Like, when I see him as, you know, top athlete in high school, I'm in middle school or whatever, seeing him progress on the college, I think I DM'd him, like, like you know, your story inspired me, whatever. And yeah. he hit me back um, as a youngin', you know. So, like, just, I like, I appreciate the little things in life, you know what I mean? Just him being who he was at the time, hitting me back. That meant everything to me. Like, I probably screenshotted it, showed all my friends, stuff like that, you know, so. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm excited to you know get get in a building get around them you know he's super funny he, he's yeah. he's he's gonna add some personality to the team as well so I can't wait to see it man we got a, a team full of personalities man like and he just he just adds to the mix and makes it that much better speaking of adding to the mix like getting Russell Douglas on our team like you know we we got some young guys we got some young corners but adding like that veteran corner. Um, it could it could be it could be a difference maker for us for, for sure. Yep. You know, we got guys that's still learning and got guys that's getting healthy. Um, Rasul, just two years ago, I remember being like one of the top corners in the NFL. Like, I think mm -hmm. he was going crazy. He might have led like the NFL at, at some point midway through the season or something, but he was going crazy like with picks and to have him on our team with our defense and our offense. Where yeah. it was it was a great addition. What do you think about it? I love it, man. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to you know see. What he brings to the team, you know, just having another veteran presence, you know, on the team that already has so many vets. Um, I'm I'm just super excited to see it. You know, we we just got back Josh Norman like a week Crazy, or two man. ago as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, bro. and just to see that, just to see what he already adds to the team, just mm -hmm. as a vet who's been through all of the rings of the league. Um, you know, it's been interesting to watch over the past few weeks. Um, and it's been interesting to get to know him um and pick his brain a little bit, you know. So I'm excited to do the same thing. Yeah. Some other trade, some other trade news. We got Chase Young going to the San Francisco 49ers over there with Nick Bosa. Like it's it's crazy. Like I worked out with I worked out with Chase um in the offseason. This is my second offseason working out with him, man. We work out at Dunamis uh sports and performance in Colorado Springs with our guy Chris Knott. And um he does a really good job. Like it's one-on-one. -on -one. And our group is probably just it was just me and him oh, and yeah. Chris. So he's super hands-on. The groups are super small. I and, love that. You know, I've seen his growth, man. And, you know, he was he was having a hard time with the with the with, with the commanders and to see him get a new start. I know what a new start does for players. And, you know, he's still a young guy. And, you know, he has his whole career ahead of him to be yeah. paired up with Nick Bosa and they got Randy Gregory and they got Ken Law over there too. And, and Warner. And man, they are they are stacked, bro. What do you what yeah. do you think about the the Chase Young? I, I love to see it, you know. Um, it's some he's somebody I, I've been watching, you know, since he was at Ohio State and has been dominating. So, you know, to see him, you know, get a new start, like you said, fresh start is everything sometimes yeah. for people. 
And then also be playing against another great player, Nick Bosa. You know, it'll open up opportunities for him to actually maybe get some one-on-ones or mm-hmm. be able to, you know, do whatever he can, you know, just to add yeah. to their team, you know? So they I'm, over there doing their thing, man. man they they I, are, man. I'm, 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 I'm excited, excited for him, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm excited, excited, I'm excited for him, fam. I'm excited for Donovan Peoples-Jones, too. The Detroit Lions, they just get better and better and better. They add another weapon to their team. They were already good, and they just super get lit. better, man. Uh, Detroit Lions, they have had a turnaround season. Even last year, though, like, I felt like the Detroit Lions were a good team last year. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt it and I saw it. And to see them take, like, the strides that they that they are now, they are a contender in this league for sure. After years of, of yeah. not being competitive and yeah. now, like, they are super competitive. It's super cool to see. Yeah, I was um, watching them the other night play, and um, they just had glimpsed glimpse to their head coach. And I just remember watching them a few years ago, having the team do, like, a crazy amount of up-downs mm-hmm. during camp, you know. And just to think, like, the progress he made since that moment, I think that, you know, it was – he was, that was those backbreaker moments where it's like, I got to change the culture of this yeah. team. You know what I mean? So, you know, coaches got to get in and do stuff like that to be able to have the progress that he's having. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I'm glad to see that his plan worked out. And I'm definitely glad to see yeah. uh, DPJ get to go back home. You know, he's sure, Detroit boy. Um, somebody that I've known for a while. We've been competing at like camps, mm-hmm. rivals, Nike opening, you know, <laughs> so like. We go a little bit back, you know. I know a bunch of people from from like his high school, MLK, Vert. Shout out all of them boys, um, you know. So to see him get to go back home um, and, and play for his hometown, that's like a that's probably like a a, a kid's dream. So yeah, I'm super excited for him. That's, that's dope, proud man. Of you, bro. Speaking of speaking of progress and 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 teams getting better, man. Shout out to the Denver Broncos. Shout out to Broncos country <laughs> and the Denver Broncos beating the Chiefs. I think it was yeah. eight years. Like, they haven't beat the Chiefs since, since I was there, man. And, like, you know, my games. last couple of years there, we were just getting – we were getting we were getting walked on national television. And Patrick Mahomes was having his way. And Travis Kelsey was having his <laughs> way. And they were going crazy. And I remember Poe, he did, like, a little – they handed the ball off to Poe. He did, like, a little pass over the top and threw it to – I think he threw it to Kelsey or somebody. And defensive linemen was, was getting – uh, passing touchdowns. I think he had a sack in that game too. Yeah. Like they just doing yeah. all type of stuff to the Denver Broncos, but not anymore. Not anymore. Man, Shout out Broncos to the came together. Yeah. Shout out to the Denver Broncos. Russell <laughs> Wilson, uh, Jerry Judy, um, uh, my guy uh, Javante, um, Cortland Sutton. Can't forget him. Yeah, Justin, my boy Demari Mathis. Man, Demari, uh, yeah. Justin Simmons. Pitt. Um, when when uh, KJ get out of jail, I know he gonna celebrate heavy with those guys. <laughs> my guy got suspended. My guy got suspended. Uh, I think they they gotta rescind that a little bit though. But yeah, that's back to back to back. Like I mean, yeah. like come on, I, there's some players that you know might play with a little extra edge. Yeah. So uh, you know, I think it I think be. he just get caught in a bad situation though. Like he's he going for the shoulder, but it ended up he's just so violent. It ended up being shoulder helmet and chest, and he ended up laying guys right. out. And they just like you just. <laughs> Looking at it for surface level, it's like you, you could always call that call if you yeah. if you really if you if you being nitpicky with it. Yeah. So, I think it's because he's a repeat offender too. Like, yeah, they like he's not get, like <laughs> he's not he, he's he not listening. listening. <laughs> he ain't listening. <laughs> but that was the first time that they beat Kansas City since Peyton Manning and I were on the team in 2015. I got a question. You was on the Broncos when y'all played the Steelers. I think it was the first round of playoffs. Yep, we should have lost over time. Both of them we should have lost. First play of overtime. With Tebow? Tebow. Yep. Does a slant. That was my rookie season. And 80 yards to the crib. First mm-hmm. play of overtime. DT. 
I still get goosebumps I thinking about it. Broke my soul mm-hmm. wherever I was at, somewhere in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, because you a Pittsburgh fan, yeah, man. Black and yellow, soul, man. You know man. we had to do it to him, man. You know we had to do it to I him. I I still can't stand it. <laughs> I watched it a couple weeks ago. I don't know why. I, I don't know what I was talking about. I think mm-hmm. I might have watched the Tebow documentary. Man, and, I was, and um, whoever I was watching it asked about like how long did Tebow play in the league, and I um, I like didn't know the number of years or whatever, but like I remember that moment specifically. Like he played in the league for sure, like because yeah. he he ended us right there. And I, I thought that was a Super Bowl season for us. That was the first year that they changed the uh, the uh, the overtime rules. So if you score, it was over. So like when DT scored, like we still had guys on our sideline getting ready for like the next drive. And then like Tim Tebow, you see Tim Tebow like shaking hands in the crowd. I'm like, what's going on? It's like it's over. Like they that changed was the first year they changed it. That's the first. That's the first year they changed the rules, man. DT took it to the crib. If if we would have kicked the field goal, they would have got a chance. But you know, we ended up. Uh, DT took it to the house, man. I remember like it was yesterday. He broke off, and then Ike Taylor. Ike Taylor. Ike Taylor was one of the fastest guys in the league at the yes. time. Like so, to see him pull away from Ike like that, man, it was it was dope. I'm getting goosebumps thinking yeah, about he it. There's another time. Yeah, we should have lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers too in 2006, 2015 on the way to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I think it was, uh, was it, was, was the running back, uh, Mary, Mary Mendenhall? Mendenhall. Rashad so, Mendenhall. So Rashad Mendenhall, they were Pittsburgh, they were on the way down to go score. I think they were up by three, maybe, and they were going to score to put the game up with by 10. Yeah, two scores. But, and it was only like three minutes left in the game. But Bradley Roby, Knock the ball out. Be Roby. And we recover it. Peyton Manning goes down, scores a touchdown, they get the ball back. We we stop, we they go uh four and out and the game is over. I remember that. So it was su- it was super close. Bradley so I know Roby. you're I know you're a Steelers fan, but Yeah. That's crazy too. Bradley <laughs> Roby was my uh he was like a host for me on my visits at Ohio State. That's dope. So like I was like happy to happy for him, but I was bittersweet <laughs> on that. <laughs> and that's that just shows you, bro. You just gotta keep playing like Bradley Roby get lucky, boom, knock the ball out, and like we go on to play uh, the Patriots. The next game, we beat them. They had never lost to a team twice in a season in Tom Brady era. We beat them twice. Went to the Super Bowl playing Cam Newton and the Panthers. We were the underdogs. I think it was like yeah, yeah. I think it was the spread. The spread margin. It was the it was the it was the widest spread on in Super Bowl history, and we were able to go. And win that one. We're supposed to lose that one. But shout out to the Denver Broncos, man. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to the defense. Um, Patrick Sertan, all, they played good defense versus the Chiefs the game before. But to put they the did. offense, to have yeah. the offense included in that, and, you know, they just they got out of reach, man. And you know, Patrick Mahomes, he was kind of sick, too. He was dealing with the flu. But well, if you step out there, they say all the time. Right, right. They say all the time, if you step out there, you belong out there. So mm-hmm. beat, Patrick, beat Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, the whole Taylor Swift. The whole Taylor Swift Swifties, uh, the, the Swifties. They said they, they lost because she wasn't there. <laughs> well, let's hope she's not there when, whenever we play in a couple right, of weeks. Right. Um, other news, Kirk Cousins, man, he tore his Achilles, man. You know, you hate to see it. Um, but every great player in this league, you have to overcome. If you when you when If you play long enough, you're going to have to overcome some type of adversity. And that adversity could be anything. It could yeah. be. It could be from your situation to the situation that I've had in my career yeah. to Kirk Cousins. Yeah. You know, you have to be able to overcome these type of situations to to be a great player. And I know I, I got mad love for Kirk Cousins. I wanted him to come to the Denver Broncos. Remember the whole Kirk Cousins sweepstakes? Yeah. Like I was the leader for the Denver Broncos <laughs> to get him to, to come to the Denver Broncos. He ended up going to Minnesota. And, you know, I hate to 
you know, um, see him tear his Achilles, man. Shout out to yeah. him and his family, man. No you know, you they had the quarterback, they had a quarterback documentary on Netflix, and you just feel like a part of the journey yeah, when you see yeah. Kirk Cousins yeah, and, see that. and Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and what is it? Uh, it was, uh, is that, that becoming more common? It is. It is. It's a. It's another documentary. They won't say. They won't say who they got on this season of it, but they got some more guys on it too. I would love to do something like that. Like, yeah. I would love to have my my life documented on and and on Netflix and for for history like on Netflix forever and ever to play on yeah. Netflix. You uh, introduced to an audience that that normally wouldn't get to see you. And I like, actually got a documentary coming up. Hey man, yeah, it's gonna be on Netflix. Who it, it's it's still up in the air on where it's gonna be, but um, we've been like you know, my my marketing rep Jordan um walked in the hospital you know like day one or two and would just ask me like you know did yeah, you sure. want to roll the camera I'm like hell yeah you know because yeah. like you know documenting that journey of anything is like that's 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 legendary you know that's the type of things that I look at I yeah. I, I, I search and want to find like the people that I you know, admire and look up to. I want to see their journey. I want to see every piece of it, yeah. you know, because there's different things that you'll be able to relate to, you know? So we just had the camera rolling since. And, um, you man, know, I'll be, I would love, I would love to see that, man. I, I would love to, I witness it in person, but like millions around the world, like I would want to, you know, be able to see your journey and film like that in documentary format. I would love to see that, man. That would be dope, man. That'd be dope. It is. Um, GM Vaughn, you know, I, I love to play GM. Rookie, Ricky quarterback Will Levis, I know I said Levi in the pre-show, but <laughs> Will, Will Levis had a big debut. He had 238 yards, four touchdowns. Um, he threw three of them to D-Hop. Ooh. You know, D-Hop, after the game, he said, I feel like Geno. I feel like they wrote me off. Ain't, ain't nobody write you off. I feel like G- ain't, ain't nobody write you off, D-Hop. Everybody know how good you whatever, can be, Whatever, whatever, you know, whatever you got to use is motivation. You yeah. know, that's, they, that's we, talk that, we talk about that all that's the what time. That's preaching bro. us. But it's, it's dope to see Will Levis come out there and, uh, and and ball out, man. And it's, it's crazy news out of Vegas as well. They fired um, the GM. Mm. They fired uh, head coach. And they benched Jimmy G. Oh, they 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 changing some stuff up. They going crazy out there. They going crazy. They and I, I know I know the up. I know the GM. I, I know the GM there. I was, you know, because I want to be a GM, and I you know he bounced some ideas off of me, and I was able to spend time with him at Max Crosby's wedding. Um, he's done a great job over there. I don't see maybe you know people they see stuff that I don't, and obviously it was time for a change. But I know he'll have another shot in the league, and you know maybe uh, maybe the head coach he goes back to the, to the Patriots. You think yeah. he's done it before? Yeah, who knows? You know what you I'm think saying? You think he'll go back mid season? That's probably tough, right? Ain't that probably tough? <laughs> I mean, we see, we see. I, I don't think it's a rule against that, though. I don't think it's right, a rule I mean, against he's that. Out of, if you technically look at it like he's out of work and they just make a hire, yeah. So you know, who knows? But I, I mean, I think they got like a you know a certain type of tree over there that everyone kind of they they yeah. funnel their people through. So I'm gonna be surprised if we return back home. Jimmy G getting benched though. That was that was probably the most surprising out of all of this stuff because he's their guy. He's their franchise quarterback. And no matter how bad the franchise quarterback is playing, you, you, you know, you you ride with him, especially when you got a receiver like Devontae Adams. That was probably the most shocking to me to see that. Where do they go? Where do they go from there? Uh, I don't know who's on their roster. I don't know who they they benched them for. But I I think it is a little bit. You know, I think it is unique that they they benched Jimmy G. Um, I I look he been a Jimmy G fan since he was uh, up in with the 49ers. Yeah. I I I seen him as one of the elite quarterbacks, you know, and then being able to see him play, you know, I'm like, okay, getting to see him play for myself, I'm like, okay, 
you know, getting to watch how our game went, you know, and it's like, you know, yeah. when you got a primetime receiver, you know, you got to find ways to give him the ball. You got to give him the ball. You got to give him the ball. You gotta give him the ball you if know, that so. means benching Jimmy G, then, then so be it. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I'm not a Raiders fan by any means, but I feel for Raiders Nation because it was, they had so much potential. This season, yeah. they had so much potential. They have a really good team. Offensive line is good. Uh, Jacobs is a great running back. Got receivers. Um, defense, Max Crosby. Um, they're they're stacked, and to see them struggle, man, I, you know, I feel for Raiders na- Nation, kind of. Yeah, I was. Kind of. I think, I think, like same thing you saying. I feel, you know, I, I feel like they've been expected to have great years, you know, every year since like the little bit of time that they signed AB back a few years ago, and it was like, okay, Raiders, you know, they they got yeah, AB. Yeah, bro, that's the thing. AB, they were supposed to go crazy with AB. They were supposed to go crazy with AB, then AB ended up leaving, or <laughs> whatever happened. Um, you know, so it's like, I feel like every year since then, they've been expected to have a good year. So, yeah. yeah. Then we got guys like it's Max tough. Crosby, too, man. I, I, I've i seen firsthand how hard Max Crosby works. He comes to my pastor summit. Him, yeah. I've been to his... his uh, his football camp in in Dallas, like, you know, I've got to know him over the years. Like, you know, and this that word deserve is like tricky because we all feel like we deserve it. But he puts in the work, man. He puts in all the things that that are necessary to have success, man. And, you know, he he deserves it just like everybody else, man. But I've witnessed Max Crosby work, man. And hopefully it'll come soon. Not before us, though. Not yeah, before, yeah, not before, are, not before the Buffalo Bills, but hopefully soon, man. Um, On the Sunday night. On to Sunday night football, man. This is our second time playing on Sunday night, man. I always um, love playing on primetime games, um, whether it's Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night, when the whole world's watching. That's why we that's why we play the game for stages like this. Um, Joe Burrow's looking like his old self. Um, he's coming off a W versus the 49ers. That was a big win because the 49ers are a really good team. They're stacked all over the place. Mm-hmm. And to see Joe Barrow and the guys ball out against the uh, the 49ers was huge. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm super excited, man, to, you know, walk back in here and Sunday night football. Man, it's it's going to be super electric, you know. Uh, last two games we played them, you know what I mean? So we got a, we, 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 we got some lick back to get, you know what I mean? So we, we got an exciting week ahead of us. What do you think we need to do to win this one? I know Coach McDermott, he always say, man, complimentary football, um, which is true. Um, you know, be tight on all three phases, make the team one-dimensional. What does DeMar Hamlin think by, you know, being in yeah. a locker room, being around the guys? Um, what do you think we need to do to win this one? Uh, I think we need to start fast. I think, I think we need to come out with a chip on our shoulder, like a little edge. You know, mm-hmm. we, we always play best when we got that spark behind us and we play a little angry. You know what I mean? So... You know, we just got to just take an extra energy, extra enthusiasm, whatever it may be, like Kose, like whatever, whatever you need, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, to, to to get you in that mindset for that for that moment, you know. But one thing about us, we always show up, you know, we always show up for them big moments, you know. Mm-hmm. So Sunday night, we we know what's at stake. We know where we're going. Um, you know, we know who's on our team. We know the situation of everything. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think we're going to have that exactly what we need to go get it done. Man, you you've come a long way, man. I've seen you grow up in just uh, less than a year, bro. And you know, to call you my teammate and call you my brother, man, is super special to me, man. I'm proud of you, man. Um, going back to Cincinnati this week, you know, how's it how's it going to feel returning to that stadium? I think it's going to be super electric. You know what I mean, I think it's going to be nothing but love. You no, know, just I mean, only thing I got to compare it to is just 
going back into our stadium and how much love and, and reception it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So going back into there, I'm pretty sure it'll be like a, a bunch of uh, like, you know, memories, which will, you know, that'll it'll make it emotional for me, um, you know, but I ain't running from it. I'm, I'm ready to walk through the fire. Um, but I think other than that, man, I think it's going to be all love. I think it's going to be all energy, all support. Um, I'm, I'm super excited to see it. I remember just watching on TV from the hospital, just seeing the, the stadium uh, when we played the Patriots mm. um, and even with the Dolphins, uh, you know, just right after everything happened. And it was like electric, like mm. it, the atmosphere was electric. So, you know, I think it'll be on that same level and same atmosphere. So, you know, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, I'm thankful, man. I'm blessed. And I'm, I'm just uh, appreciative on both ends of the support from everybody in Cincinnati, the team, the fans. Everyone showed my family love while they were there for, you know, a whole week. And, um, you know, just everybody on our end, man, just all the bros we got, uh, all the support staff, the trainers upstairs, you know, everybody that we got. Just it's all love on both, both ends, love, you know man. what I mean? So it's like kind of like I, I feel like it's kind of like, you know, when you go to that family reunion and get to see both sides yeah. of the family, who, you know, love, you get man. all love from. So, you know, but like you told me, man, one thing that just let me ease my mind even off of like all the emotions and thinking about like the, you know, all of the, like the memories that's going to come from just even coming back into mm-hmm. the stadium and, uh, you know, just, just the emotions of like trying to handle the media all week and navigating all of that, you yeah. know, just, you just giving me that little, just, man, you already won. Yeah. Like that just allowed me to just rest assured and just have fun with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? The, the, Literally, like the hard part's already over. Yeah. So you know, it's it's really about nothing when you when you think of it like that. Man, you you are blessed um, beyond all measure sure. on the football field, off the football field. Man, it's number love from Cincinnati. It's number love from Buffalo, and I can speak from for all type of fans all across the world. It's nothing but love for Demar Hamlin, man. Sure. I appreciate you for coming on my show, man. If you ever need me, man, you know I got <laughs> no you, man. Doubt. All it's love and question. respect, man. Chasing M's, man. Let's do it, man. Love, man. <laughs>